Welcome to the Life Success Legacy Podcast. My name is Chris Bay, and I'm joined today with the founder of Life Success and Legacy, Mike Everett. Thanks to our listeners for joining us today. Um, this next set of podcasts are going to be a little bit different. Um, what we want to do is we want to introduce you to the team members of Life Success and Legacy and kind of our stories as to how we got introduced to the infinite banking concept, um, how we learned about it, uh, how long did we study and research it, how it's impacted our lives, etc. Um, so today, um, what we want to do, and, and each of our stories is unique and diverse, uh, and you may find that you connect with some of these different stories because we all have very different stories of how we were in- introduced to IBC. Today, what we're going to do is focus uh, on Mike Everett, the founder of Life Success and Legacy, and how he was introduced to the infinite banking concept, um, how it's impacted his life, and where he is today with with his uh, with his IBC strategy. So, Mike, um, why don't you start off with telling us, uh, take us back to the day when you were introduced to the infinite banking concept. How old were you? Where were you in life with kids and that kind of thing? Well, I had just turned 50 years old, and I was a little bit disenfranchised with where I was in my career in the property casualty business. And uh, Lynn and I had uh, gone into Applebee's after church one day, and uh, and all of a sudden, this guy made a beeline over to our table and said, Hey, Mike. So you knew him? I did. Okay. I did. Okay. Yeah. He basically asked, he says, if I could show you and Linda a way to recover the entire cost of all the cars you purchased the rest of your life, would you be interested? And I said, well, who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. Long story short, he sent me the uh, the book. It came on the, that following Wednesday in a manila envelope. So I opened this envelope. Out comes the book. Out comes a letter that tells you exactly how to read the book. And uh, the book we're talking about, obviously, is Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. Right. And along with all of that, there was a bill for $22 there. And I literally, I hollered in at Linda. I go, honey, I said, he sent us a bill with the book. This is a book that he wanted me to read. <laughs> right. So I was a little upset about it. So I just took the, the bill and I tore it up and I threw it in the trash. <laughs> so literally, I threw this book over by where I do all my reading. And this was Wednesday, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday came along. Right after the news, the book somehow made it to the top of the pile. And so... I said to Linda, she was getting ready for bed, and I said, I'm going to read this book. I said, I'm going to read it tonight because it was only 92 pages. Right. So I started in on it at 1030 at night, began to read it. and Now, wait a second, because that goes against everything we tell people. It does. It <laughs> we does. said, do not read this book after 8 or 9 o'clock at night because it'll mess with your sleep. Well, let me just tell you, after my first reading, I was so excited. I did exactly what the letter said, and I read it a second time right. and finished my second reading at 1.30 a.m. Oh, and immediately went in and woke my wife up and said, Honey, I know what I'm going to do mm-hmm. for a new career. So, so you weren't just thinking about how this could impact your financial life. No. You were looking at it in addition to, because it was so powerful to it you. It was. It just made sense to you. It did. I'm as as many of the people who know me, I'm the guy who jumps off the high board and I don't really check to see if there's water in the pool. So literally I had decided at 1.30 a.m. that I was changing careers mm-hmm. just like that. Yeah. But it wasn't like a giant shift sure. 
in my career change. I went from property casualty insurance to dividend paying whole life insurance. So mm -hmm. it was all in the same family. Okay. Just a little bit more specific, a little bit more focused. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I woke up at 7 a.m. and started calling this guy's office at 8 o'clock in the morning only to find out that their office doesn't open till 9. I left three voicemails between 8 and 9 a.m. in the morning. I was that amped up about it. So you went to work with him? I did. Okay. I did. Talk to me about just your personal IBC experience. When did you start your policies? How did you get started? Those kinds of things. I immediately did two applications the first time I met with him within that first week. Okay. Uh, I decided to do a policy on myself and a policy on my wife. But then all of a sudden it dawned on me I didn't have any money. <laughs> so I had to figure out how to go get money. Right. So literally, I went down to the bank and uh, one of the loan officers... This is going to be exhibit two of what not to do, right? It is. Are uh, there future exhibits? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll just tell you, I went about it kind of the, uh, a different way. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. And But there's a really great uh, ending to this story. Absolutely. Um, I went down and borrowed money to do policies for my wife and I. Mm -hmm. Number one, I tell people... Don't do that unless you have equity in a place that you can use. I had no equity. Yeah. So I borrowed money, started my first policies, and then off we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, at that point, tell me where you were in life with family and what was your thought process in terms of how is this going to benefit you or family or who's going to benefit from this? I think my daughter was uh, a sophomore or junior in high school, and my son was already out of college. Okay. So um, it was a, this was a pretty big shift for us because I, uh, I had started to then think about infinite banking in a completely different way. When I bought my initial policies, um, first off, when you buy life insurance, normally you buy life insurance because you love someone. Mm -hmm. It is that simple. You're actually not buying it for yourself, you're buying it for the people that you, that you love and care about. Yeah. So when I was buying my policies for, for Linda and I, I just knew deep, deep down that these were not for me. Yeah. They were for the next generation. Mm. So you didn't see how this IBC thing was really going to benefit you in the meantime. No, but okay. but let's just go back to Nelson's number one principle, think yep. long term. Yeah. So I knew when I was purchasing the policies that somewhere down the way my family was going to benefit. Right, right. So talk to me about implementation of your IBC strategy. How did that go in the early years? Well, <laughs> there were about uh, 25 or 35 of us, somewhere a real small number where we literally, we were learning this thing as fast as we could. We were going around wherever Nelson was, we'd go. Mm -hmm. We needed information because literally it felt like something so new and so different, but yet it was so exciting right. because we just needed information. So literally we were doing three, four, five seminars a year and going to places wherever Nelson was or having him come to Lawrence, Kansas mm -hmm. and and learning about IBC, I mean, it was pretty darn exciting because mm -hmm. nobody had ever, ever taught me about something like this that could set people so free in their financial life. Yeah, 
So fast forward for me now. How long has it been since you started your first policies? It has been, well, I just paid my 13th premium. Hmm. So 13 policy years, yeah. but I've only been in this for a little more than 12 years. Right. You know, and, and this is all part of the learning that we help with uh, clients sure. learn. Sure. But uh, so I, I started out with two policies. I think in the first year I had five policies. Mm -hmm. I borrowed all the money to do this, which I was <laughs> telling you that I was an idiot. <laughs> but... Uh, how, how's that played out for you now? Well, now it's played out unbelievably. Right. You know, because what happened was as, as life grew and, and things changed quickly, so did uh, a number of the things in my life that made it easier to purchase additional policies. Now we have 16 life insurance policies. Mm. They're not all on me. Right. I've got some on me, some on Linda, some on Kurt, some on Karen, and some on the grandkids. Well, so, I, I know at one point Nelson had 49 life insurance policies, right. and uh, and now you're up to 16, 16. policies. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, have you learned a few things from the time you started that you might uh, put in the category of wisdom that you can share with your with well, clients? Well, let's put it this way. Let's go back to day one when I went to the bank and borrowed money. Mm -hmm. Now, because of the way we've assembled our team and the learning uh, curve that I've gone through and the things that were misfortunes to me can greatly benefit the clients that we work with. Yeah. We can see a little bit further down the road to where we can help somebody avoid the mistakes that I made. Absolutely. Mike, thanks for sharing your story. Um, when we do our live boot camps, when you do share your story, it always has the, the room just rolling. And at first, just honestly, it used to freak me out because it, you, you just messed it all up so bad. But the beauty of it is, even as bad as you messed it up in the beginning, it still works. It still works. It does. That is what's amazing to me. Yep. So thanks for sharing your story. Appreciate you bet, that. To the listeners, uh, our next uh, our next podcast are going to be you getting a chance to know the rest of the team uh, of Life Success and Legacy and kind of how we got introduced to, to this crazy thing called the infinite banking concept. Check out our website, uh, lifesuccesslegacy.com. And uh, if you have not read Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, we cannot encourage you strongly enough to do that. Thanks for joining us.